Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Next Steps podcast. Hope you are all doing well. My name is Chris Kopp. I'm one of the pastors here at Blackhawk Church. And with me as my co-host today is Christian Eggers. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Christian, uh, you are on our spiritual formation team. You've kind of recently transitioned roles a little bit. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you do and, and yeah, what you're passionate about? Yeah. So my title is the Associate Director of Young Adult Ministry. That's on the spiritual formation team. So really what that means is that I'm thinking about the spiritual health and formation of everyone in their 20s and 30s, helping them get connected to one another, to God, and to life at church. It's kind of what I'm doing. Hmm. I'm in my 30s. So yeah, thanks for thinking about my <laughs> spiritual health. Although Christian recently informed me in a meeting that I'm no longer considered a young adult. The cutoff is what, like 34? fall off 30, it just kind of depends it's a loose term all right but. we were not friends for a moment there <laughs> when i came to that realization but there you go uh, and also with us today is pastor collier mcnair coley how are you doing today oh man doing great it's good to be here Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coley, you have kind of a long uh, job description title too. Um, for those that might not know. Yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what you do around Blackhawk kind of on a weekly basis? Hey, one of many pastors here um, and our, our area of focus, if you will, is uh, multicultural ministry and worship arts. And um, uh, we have a role that we play in the Gospel Fusion venue, which is a multicultural venue here at Blackhawk Church. I encourage mm-hmm. everybody to come check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, really just uh, Blackhawk being really intentional about um, what, uh, you know, heaven looks like, what it looks like to model Christ and, uh, you know, lead the way in that area. Um, so it's really exciting to be a part of uh, that ministry. And of course, uh, worship arts music music has always been a passion of ours and um, and it's it's neat to be able to incorporate uh, music and different styles particularly uh, you know gospel music uh, modern day music contemporary music and uh, using uh, this sacred uh, art, uh, as a way to bridge uh, the gaps and uh, learning to worship God together. Mm-hmm. So really exciting stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I got to share an office with Coley for a little while, which was which was good times. Yeah, just <laughs> grateful for you and your friendship. Uh, and Coley, you were um, you were a lead pastor uh, previous to this, right, with Zion City Church. Yep. Um, worked yeah. for the city of Madison yeah. for many years too, yeah. right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, those were, were the days uh, about... 12 years as a as a, a, a senior pastor, African-American, uh, of a predominantly African-American church in the city, and uh, also working uh, uh, simultaneously uh, for the Department of Civil Rights during that time, too, as well. Mm, okay. And um, so, yeah, those were those were some some good days and um, excited to be here now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They sound like busy days. I don't think I realized yeah. that you were doing all that at the same time. So. Very busy days for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> what a blessing to have you on staff now. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an honor. 
no doubt. Um, all right. Well, today, I hope you guys are having a good day. We're going to jump in with a big topic uh, recently around here. We've been talking about the topic of justice and how um, we see that woven into the story of Scripture as we're in this Live This Book series. So um, Chris talked about that a little bit recently in one of his messages, even just how um, the, the, even the word justice has been politicized and people come at it from all different perspectives, that kind of thing. Um, but for you, Coley, you've been a pastor for lots of years now, um, involved in the city in all kinds of ways and all the work that you just described. Um, when you think of the word justice, like what does it mean to you? What comes to mind? Well, it's good to be able to, to, to share a personal perspective. You know, obviously, as you just stated, there are political perspectives on justice, um, and of course around here, biblical perspective is is what we're after. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally speaking, it's funny, when I thought about justice, I thought about Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, his own <laughs> movie, you know, and, um, and, and really in my mind, I think it's just this idea of doing what's right. Not merely in the sight of man, but in, in the sight of God, mm-hmm. especially if you claim to believe in, in the Lord. Um, I, I think of terms like equity, you know, mm-hmm. um, equity in uh, economically speaking or uh, criminally, socially speaking. Uh, the word equality comes to mind, too, but a lot of people don't distinguish the two words, you know, mm. and uh, there's a big difference between equity and equality. And uh, equality really uh, speaks to, you know, this, this, this idea. It works when everybody is given the same uh, opportunities to succeed and yeah. at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's um, you know, it, I, I think of the example, um, you, you can't break my leg and expect me to do well on the track field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to compete well with the with the other runners and and so it doesn't matter if they're fast it doesn't matter if they're slow um i'm going to be at a disadvantage mm-hmm. and so so equality for equality's sake um is is not the same as equity there are obvious advantages uh that come with being able to 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 get a head start or to to have something that that would affect my ability to to compete mm-hmm. And so, you know, I guess along those same lines, you know, just sticking with this simple example, you know, if you want me to run <laughs> um, on one leg, uh, then you you got to give me a head start. Mm-hmm. You, you don't don't make me start at the beginning. And so that that's one way that it. And personally, in some of the circles that I've been in, you try to distinguish this idea of equity and equality. And a lot of times we come to the table thinking about justice in terms of equality and not taking into account um, some of the other measures that that really prevent a true uh, picture of equality. And so I'll Mm. just close with, with, uh, you know, this thought that justice really is doing the best of our ability um, to correct a harm that's been done. And so regardless of the, the individuals involved, and I know a lot of times we, we speak, uh, you know, uh, with with race in mind, but it can be any situation, anybody. And it's this idea of 
doing to the best of our ability to correct the harm that's done. And regardless of uh, the individuals, and especially when it's obvious and beyond a reasonable doubt, you know, and mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah, uh, I, I know that you'll, you, you got some questions uh, there um, that that really will take us into a, another sure, answer sure. to to some of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's helpful, though. I think we often think in terms or I think in terms of justice as um, correcting things that have broken, repairing them. And that's certainly a part of it. But yeah. even with that example of like, all right, well, well the leg is broken. Yeah. So what are you going to do in the short term to, yeah. to bring yeah. things uh, even healed again so that yep. there's opportunities to thrive in, even in the midst of what's been yep. broken and that kind yep. of thing? So distinguishing between equality and, and equity is uh, that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how it brings up this idea that like there's a level of healing that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, we're going, like, there's a goal, like we're moving towards something, but there's also some kind of imminent pain sometimes involved Mm -hmm. in injustices. That is so good. You know, there's an ouch factor to a broken leg. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Well, yeah, if we dig in a little bit more. So uh, even as Chris talked about recently, again, I said this a moment ago, that the word justice has been politicize, used to polarize mm-hmm. us, and yeah. which is unfortunate. It's a word that shows up in the Bible many, many times. It's something mm-hmm. that God cares about, which is why we talk about it in Sunday messages, why we're having this conversation, because mm-hmm. it's um, core to the kind of people yeah. that God wants us to be. Wow. Um, so, uh, but for you, Coley, um, I think part of what we want to get into in this conversation is not just like how do our white evangelical churches talk about justice because we, this isn't the first time we've talked about justice around here at Blackhawk. You can go back and watch um, a lot of different messages and and that kind of thing. But we want to try to center some other perspectives when it comes Mm. to justice. So um, even in the black churches that you grew grew up in or have been a part of Coley, um, how did, how did those churches engage with the topic of justice? Like, was it something that um, you found came up often or, or, or not very much? Or just how, how did um, your communities that you have previously been a part of kind of engage with this topic or, or talk about it? Yeah. Well, you know, around here, I think we, we're some big time football lovers, right? <laughs> um, I'll start with this, this, this idea. Um, justice looks different when you're on the defense. Mm. And in football, you know, the, particularly today, you know, it, it seems like the offense has all of the advantages, right? And, uh, you know, you think about the wide receiver. Uh, the, the defensive end has to be aware of the ball, you know? Otherwise, they're going to be called for PI, pass interference. So you've got to be looking for the ball, searching for it. Um, Think about the quarterback. Uh, you know, you know, we we got a lot of mobile quarterbacks now that that move around, that run, and what have you. And a lot of times, you know, quarterbacks they they are actually taught to to slide. You know, not head first, feet first. <laughs> and you know, if you're uh, uh, you know on the defensive side of things. Uh, the last thing you want to do is is, is hit them late because right, that, right. that's a you know that, that's going to hurt your team. Uh, but you don't always. What if you're in a situation where you don't know if the the, the quarterback has given up? You know, so mm-hmm. you're trying to be careful, and yet the quarterback could take advantage 
of, of you know, the defensive's, uh, uh, you know, desire, I guess, to, to play the game safely and not uh, uh, hit the quarterback late. Um, and then, of course, I think about offensive linemen. And, you know, even though you're on the offensive side, you know, if you're trying to protect the quarterback, you become really defensive. And a lot of times you get mm. called for holding, right. you know, because you're just trying to. So so it's really hard to get away with things on on the defensive side. There's so much more that that uh, you have to overcome, particularly uh, in, in what football looks like today. And so. Mm-hmm. Uh, in like fashion, there are countless of told and untold stories of, of black African-Americans who, who live their lives under the hardship of injustice, um, of an injustice system. And they were either victimized by lies or the threat of loss. It could be family members, job, property. Uh, you know, back in that day, there was the threat of, you know, being lynched. Mm. Or even, you know, thrown in jail or, you know, or, uh, well, you know, death in any kind of way. Um, and and I, I recently watched uh, this movie, Till, uh, on Emmett Till. Mm. And, um, and, you know, it, it, it's an uh, example of an obvious crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the the um, the ability to to get justice for the, uh, what happened to him uh, was 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 challenged, mm-hmm. right? And you know, and then there's a fear of retaliation, that sort of thing. Even something as simple as as Rosa Park being on a on a bus um, didn't look like much, but you know, the, obviously she's told to move, and, yeah. and I know that there were laws at the time supporting that. But when something's obvious, when it, you know, you can see that uh, something like this, this doesn't look right or, or smell right. Um, so, so when you're the one being oppressed, or you're in, in, in a disadvantaged, and uh, or the people you relate to are the ones who are being wrongly accused or in a uh, disadvantaged position, mm. um, or you know, you're convicted of something or worse, uh, and and there are no apparent consequences for it. Uh, things are going to look different in your conversations. They're going to look different uh, in your conversations at home, yeah. uh, at church, in the community. And so, really, to answer your question, uh, justice. Uh, became uh, justice for African-American churches, predominantly African-American churches for a long time, and even today, is really a lived experience. Mm. It's, it, it became a mantra, a, a rallying cry, because you're in it. You know mm. someone's in it. Or even for those who wanted to ignore what was happening in someplace else, at some point, you realize, oh, you know, it's probably not in my best interest to ignore injustices that are happening on somebody else's doorstep. One of these days, they, they may come to my doorstep. Yeah. And so, uh, for black churches, is for black churches, excuse me, um, you know, we have had a lot of experience with injustice, 
and a lot of time to entertain uh, what mm. true justice looks like. So really, that's that's maybe the difference is you're living it, you're going through it, you're seeing it, and so it's it's on your mind a little bit more, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. something that you you have to be uh, engaged. And just for the sake of your own livelihood and, and those around you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's helpful. Um, yeah, it's not like something you can choose to see if you want to and engage yeah. with if you want yeah. to or not. But like like you said, this is a lived experience where yeah, you're not just going to show up to church and ignore the things that you're you're facing, whether mm-hmm. um, whether it's the Rosa Parks yep. stuff yep. in the civil rights era, or uh, I mean, we don't we don't have to um, don't have to talk about things like they just they, they only happened sixty years yep. ago. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah, continues yeah. to be a re- right. reality right. for That's communities, right? right? Yeah. And so, um, of course, yeah, that makes a lot of sense as you describe that that um, that, that would be a part of what it looks like to engage as a faith community and to talk about yeah. those things and, and to work through that together. Yeah. yeah, going back to your earlier point, it's kind of like if you're the one with a broken leg, yeah. you know you know that it's broken. Like yeah. other people, right. you know, may not see that or may not it might yeah. not be obvious on the yes. outside. Yes. Sometimes right. it is, but right. but you know your leg's broken when That's it's right. broken. You feel it. You feel it, you know, you're you know, unless you're getting that help like you you shared earlier, which I love. You you said it that the healing or healing involved. These other things, you know, who's taking care of that leg? You know, if you're out there by yourself, you, you don't have uh, anybody that cares, you know, or that's mindful of that. Or maybe you have people that care, but they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't know how to wrap a broken leg or what it takes to heal it. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it can be a tough spot. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. practically? So if someone walks into a predominantly black church space that's never been in one before, um, are there just things about the service or even the music that someone might experience that has maybe been born out of what, like 400 years of yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. of, yeah. of this yeah. type of yeah. being in community together. I'm curious, yeah. Yeah. um, some of the distinguishing things that have, yeah. have resulted, um, yeah. from this being a, a lived experience. Oh yeah. That, that is a huge observation and, and that's something that is passed down. And so, you, you know, you, you may wonder why, that experience is a little bit more dramatic, to, dramatic, uh, or uh, and I don't and I don't mean to use that term, uh, you know, d- disparagingly. Yeah, yeah. But but you know the energy or the passion or uh, um, you know just this need to release what it is that that you're going through. The, Again, again, I mean, when you're in pain, it's sometimes it's hard to keep it to yourself. You got to mm-hmm. you got to let it out. And so uh, so there's that very, you know, pragmatic uh, line of thinking when it comes to it. But then culturally, you know, it, and it becomes a culture. It gets passed down. And and some of it is, you know, I like to think a lot of it is still rich. And, and real and timely because, you know, the, life still uh, brings trouble and challenges and different things. We'll all go through things differently, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's still good to, to know that there's a place I can go and worship God. And I got community and people that, 
you know, I can have a moment where I'm 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 able to um, lay my burdens down, if you will. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, you know, again, the 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 cultural aspect of things gets passed down, and and so that has continued to live. In you know African American church experience, and of course I believe Holy Spirit's alive and, mm-hmm. and real yeah, yeah. and all of that, and so you get that uh, to as well. So that so that's the best uh, you know when when I think about that or when we're talking about kind of that Black church experience, that's one of the more favorable ways to look at it and 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 explain it, and it's real and it's really needed, um, uh, you know, uh, particularly when. When uh, you know you're you're going through things and um, and prayer, the spiritual practice, right, uh, worshiping the Lord, all these things, and so so the black church has been gifted, yeah, with 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 that uh, as as something that that is normalized mm-hmm. in a black church, and hopefully you haven't lost the the you know, the, the essence of, of what that is. Uh, again, I think I'm seeing two things here, you know, I'm just kind of speaking out both the sides of my mouth here. There's the cultural component, uh, which you can kind of lose some of the, 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 the richness of sure. that and the purity of it. Yeah. Uh, but it does not negate the fact that uh, being able to be in a space where it feels safe, it's sacred, and you can worship I think all of us as human beings can can use that kind of space, and so that's where I think the Black Church experience does have something to offer. Yeah, you yeah. know, in that sense. So it kind of sounds like like correct me if I'm if I'm misunderstanding it, but the way you're talking, it sounds like it's like the topic of justice is steeped into everything yes. that you do. Yes. Whereas like for us, it's like, oh, we're talking about justice today or yes. we're doing a series yes. on yes. justice for the next four yes. weeks or whatever the case may be. Yes. Yeah. It sounds yes. like it's just like it's yes. built into everything. Yes, it's, it is, as we often say, it's a part of the, the DNA or the fabric, yeah. the, the thinking, the lived experience, shared experience, stories, testimonials. It's, you don't it's, have to name it. That, that's right. It's just a part of it, the expression, the cultural, mm-hmm. even the art. It just, it, it's fused mm-hmm. in it, almost every aspect of that, that that black experience because it had to be. You know, mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. people survived. You needed an outlet. You needed hope. Yeah. You needed a way to project, you know, to overcome the struggles and, and the, the traumas and different things like that. And so so I, lo- I love that experience. I love mm-hmm. th- th- there's, as you can say, you know, as I said earlier, we were gifted with now it's not something I probably would have signed up for, <laughs> yeah. you know, but 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 there are there are there are benefits. Um, there, there are some some benefits uh, to it. And, and I think spiritually and, and again, you know, just kind of moving it away from from the black church experience, I think for any of us, when you're going through something and when you're faced with the trial, a storm and what have you, your ability to endure that, to to trust God in that, to, to maybe even face some of the things you come out on the other side. It, it may not be, a, be be easy, you know, yeah. there, there's stuff. We all got our stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But we can all uh, also speak whether it's personal or someone else, 
to the triumph, the, the strength. You know, you hear horror stories, you know, uh, uh, someone loses someone or what have you. And, and I always imagine like, oh, my Lord, I would never want to be in a situation like that. And yet you hear these stories and, and, and their testimonies and how yeah. could they be so happy? And it's there's just a power that, yep. that you can't explain. And so that that's part of the testimony of the African-American experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I think that's one of the beautiful gifts that the black church has mm-hmm. given to us, has given yes. to the world, is that mm-hmm. in the midst of struggle mm-hmm. and slavery and just mm-hmm. all sorts yep. of different things, yep. there's still a, a joy that is yes. tangible and yes. present mm-hmm. even today as you walk into those spaces and have... Yeah. Um, experiences yes. um, like that, or even even gospel music. You're yes, talking about yes. art, like right? It's born out of struggle, but the, like you got to choose joy. There's yes, nothing else yes, mm-hmm. else to do, and so yeah. there's um, opportunities to to dance and to yes. have your whole body That's involved. Right. And so That's there's right. all these mm-hmm. gifts, not yep. just music, yep. um, but different expressions of our Christian faith that, yep. that the Black Church has yes. given us, born out of years of of struggle. But God is has. Uh, Filled and infused his spirit yes, yes, in those yes, places to, yes. to bring just great beauty, even out of the midst of great Absolutely. suffering. And, you know, quickly, just from a multicultural experience, we don't own that. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it, and that's why the, it, it's so beautiful what, what we're doing here, what we're, we're endeavoring to do here. It, it's a biblical thing. But that's God knows that when he brings all of that together, when he brings these people together, you're bringing something that everybody benefits from. You Mm -hmm. know, there are things that I'm getting, you know, from you, from you. There are things that we get from other people. There are things hopefully that I have to pour in, no matter how small or how big. But when you bring that all together, you you get that. And nobody owns that. It belongs to all of us. Yeah. You know, it's the beauty and genius of God's plan. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Man, Coley, thanks so much just for your authenticity and being willing to um, to share from from your own experience. I've I've learned some things that I didn't know about you before. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just just grateful to be able to sit down with you. Uh, for either of you, uh, Collier or Christian, any just final words? we got a minute or two um, just to encourage our congregation in related to this topic of justice. I just want to say conversations like this made me so thankful for the body of Christ, yeah. for the diversity of it. But also just that, you know, when I think about trying to tackle injustice, even if I only think locally, even yes. if I only think in my neighborhood, yes. that can be overwhelming. Yes. But yes. then when I think about, let's even take just Blackhawk Church. Yes. All of us pulling together in the same direction Mm. for the sake of our community. That is, that seems more doable. Okay. We can, we can make a difference. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's my, my only thought and encouragement is like, thank God for the body of Christ. (laughs) Amen to that. I I got a scripture, uh, a scripture I'll I'll share as a, as a final uh, thought, um, uh, scripture that my, my dad once shared with me and mm. I, for some reason it's always resonated with me. It's in Proverbs uh, 14th chapter verse 34 it says righteousness exalts a nation but sin condemns any people and you know we often think and talk about you know more issues and responsibilities and it's so easy to pick out the obvious ones from a traditional religious perspective but we must remember that uh, doing justice is also a moral responsibility, maybe even an obligation yeah. mm-hmm. as well. And one thing that the church should not take lightly 
if we want to live in a nation exalted by righteousness through the grace and love of God, um, we don't want to take justice lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah, thanks, you guys. Well, we should end with that. We should end with the scripture, but I just can't help myself. You, you had the, <laughs> no, you had the it, football man. analogy earlier. So um, as we record this, the Super Bowl teams have not been determined yet. <laughs> Any predictions for who's going to be in the Super Bowl in you a couple know, of weeks? It would be good to see Andy Reid go against his old team, you know? Yeah. The Chiefs and the Eagles sounds like a good clash. That's my prediction, too. Yeah. You got those mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. So this might not age well. We could look like, we could look like fools when this comes out. But uh, I'm over here. I'm just excited about the Super Bowl snacks. I don't even care who's yeah. playing. Right. Yeah. The commercials, right? Yeah. yeah. Give me the snacks I'm excited the for the Rihanna concert. Yeah, that's Rihanna. why I'm here. Yeah. See, that's the only time I get my family involved. So. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. Thanks, Christian, uh, for jumping in to help co-host. And, of course, Collier. Um, Again, yeah, do check out the Gospel Fusion venue. God's doing um, some cool things here at Mm Blackhawk Church when it comes to multicultural ministry. And people just uh, worshiping together, rubbing shoulders with each other, getting to know each other, and growing in relationship with each other. So I'm grateful for for what that venue is doing and everything that's happening in there. So, yeah, so come check it out. All right, that's it for this week. We will see you next week for another episode on the Next Steps podcast. Until then, have a great week.